What's going on everybody? Dylan Manfrey on hand for the Sport Profile. I am very pleased to share the story of Brooke Destra of NBC Sports Philadelphia. I had so much fun writing it and I hope you all enjoy listening to our full interview. What's going on everybody? Dylan Manfrey on hand for the Sport Profile. I'm so glad to be joined by Brooke Destra of NBC Philly. How are you doing today? I'm good. Happy Saturday. It finally stopped raining. Yeah, um, weather sucks. It's been a crappy week. <laughs> it really has. I mean, it, and it changes your mood. Absolutely. It's like one of those, it's it's cold, it's rainy, you don't want to leave the house, but you have a full-time job, so you don't have a choice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Luckily. Which then, how, how far are you from uh, the Wells Fargo Center? So I live in South Jersey, so okay. I'm about uh, 20 minutes from the arena. I'm lucky that it's right over the bridge, so it's not that mm-hmm. big of a commute. Um, so not not a lot of complaints there. I'd rather go over the bridge to get to the city than coming from, like, the heart of the city coming out. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. Have you been in South Jersey your entire life? Yeah. Born okay. and raised, and I'll probably stay here for a lot longer. <laughs> no, I feel <laughs> the same way. I'm from, I'm from central Jersey. Hope you believe that exists. Um. <laughs> Matouch in high school, Central Jersey group too. Okay. So let's talk let's talk about like your start. How did you get into sports reporting? When at what age do you think like I can make this a career out of this? So back when the Flyers made their last Stanley Cup run, 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. I remember watching them. You know, when they came back from the 0-3 deficit against the Bruins um, to make it down to the conference finals and then the cup finals, I remember going, imagine <clears throat> being a reporter in that room after they won Game 7. To you advance. were saying this to someone? Well, this, this was kind of like what I was thinking back when oh, I was, okay. what, 12, 11? something. I was young. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just remembered thinking, imagine being able to cover such an exciting game like that. It's like a historic moment in sports. And from that point going forward, I was like, I just, I want to be able to be in that atmosphere to cover these teams, to cover these moments and have my name somewhere across the lines of they were there and they got to experience it too. So that was kind of the first time I ever realistically thought about it and wanting to do that and I consider myself a very I call it determined but I think I'm also very stubborn (laughs) when it comes Mm -hmm. to you know working to what I want so as soon as I had an idea of what I wanted to do I was like all right it's go time we're making it happen so that was probably the first initial wow, like this is something I think I can make a career of back did when you, I was 12, 11-ish. Did you like, play sports growing up at all? Like, did you, did you, I assume you were a fan of the Flyers because everybody in South mm-hmm. Jersey says they're from Philly and then everybody's a Flyers fan and all the mm-hmm. Philadelphia teams, it's just the narrative. So did you play sports growing up? How did you get into hockey? Um. So my older cousin he played growing up and we're about five years different in age. So he's uh, going to be 
seven, I believe. But when I was younger, I would go to his games. And when I would go over, you know, my aunt and uncle's house, they always had hockey on. Um, I come from a really big Philly sports family as well. Sure. So um, my uncle's big on hockey. You know, my dad follows absolutely everything. So and I was also the only girl on the one side of the family, like niece, nephew wise and cousins. So I had to make sure that I did something that kept me involved with the family. Makes sense. <laughs> Not that they would have like shunned me or anything. No, it makes perfect but, sense. You know, I wanted to be around them in all aspects that I could. So picking up a lot of things. Um, and I mean, I, I watched every single like Philly Flyers, Sixers, Eagles from when I was young. Um, but I just really kind of stuck to hockey once I got a feel of all of them. And I think it's because of the relationship I had with my cousin and, you know, my dad and my uncle and everything. So that's how it kind of stuck track. And I played basketball for eight years. I played softball for a few years. Mm -hmm. um, I tried tennis. I was terrible at it. <laughs> and yeah so a little bit here and there but nothing too crazy so you you said you were you know stubborn but you're I feel like in all of what you said there it really just shows your ambition so I know you started um, a website called the daily puck it was an all-girls site that you know writing about Philly sports talk about the inspiration that went behind that why you started it and Really, what was your vision behind it? Sure. So about two seasons ago, I linked up with an old friend of mine from high school, Alex McIntyre, as you guys know. Mm -hmm. And we just, I, I noticed on Twitter back then we had, you know, our still, our personal Twitters, you know, when we started the Daily Puff, we created our, you know, Alex on 11th, Brooke on Broad whole sure. vibe. Um but back then, I noticed on her Twitter, you know, she's tweeting about the Flyers and hockey. And I was like, oh, I never knew this. So whenever we started to reconnect, we reconnected over hockey. And we were, we were friends in high school for four years. Back when this was happening, we were about sure. two, three years out of school. So I haven't really seen her in person in a long time, but we connected over this. And we wound up going to a practice two seasons ago when they were when they came home from game five against the penguins in the playoff first round of the playoffs two seasons ago and I just remember looking at her and I was like I really want to make a blog I just want to I want to be able to write about hockey and she goes um count me in if you'll have me and I was like absolutely I don't want to do any of this on my own so it was one practice, two, almost two and a half years ago. It feels like way longer. <laughs> and we spent the whole off season planning, strategizing how we were going to market ourselves, how we were going to be different, how we were going to try and kind of nudge our way into this tightly knit industry. Mm -hmm. And... You know, that whole experience of, like, it's a summer I'll never forget because it was so new. And everything was like, you know, it was like the first time you were experiencing things like this. 
So once it launched, it, you know, took off in ways that I had never even imagined we were able to expand. We brought on photographers. It was just, we were credentialed for uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms within our first three months of working. So that alone just made me think we're doing something right and we're on the right path. So that made me, you know, so proud to be able to put out my work and have my name attached to this. And though the Daily Puck was short-lived, it kind of gave me so much inspiration and drive to keep pushing forward. And I'm, I wouldn't change any of that for nothing. Like it, it helped sculpt me into the writer and the person that I am. And everybody who was a part of it, obviously, especially Alex, um, it was just, I had the time of my life. So it was, I love, I still love my daily puck. So, of course. <laughs> of course. Now, how many people did you have like writing for it, for it or like working on it with you? So, aside from you and Alex? Yeah. So, initially, like from the ground up, it was Alex and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, we handled writing, social media. Um, we had Kate Freese, a another photographer mm-hmm. who came on and liked the idea of working with um, women, like a women-run blog. Mm-hmm. So she offered her photos for our story, since obviously we weren't credentialed with the flyers. So we can still have professional, you know, um, photographs for our blogs, and then. Obviously, Alex evolved into this phenomenal photographer as well. So we started using hers as well. And come, I believe it was the end of January, we brought on three more writers. um, And it was just, I don't know, it was crazy to think and go through those applications and hear that people actually wanted to be a part of something that I created and... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's still a surreal feeling when I get to talk about it. And yeah, I just I don't know. They'll, I'm always going to be a little sappy when it comes to that. They they'll always have a special place in my heart and I went from wanting to be a writer to learning how to run a website, run social media, produce, edit and it ultimately kind of led me up to the new work positions that I have now and have had over the summer so it was I don't know it was just the craziest thing (laughs) so I'm I'm really lucky for the opportunities and the experiences they gave me of course now it's really all been a whirlwind for you because I know you started your I think you're at NBC Philly for maybe just over just under a year from going going from part-time so just describe like what that whole experience was like how you got involved with them and how you really just grew there in such a short amount of time. Sure. So back when we were still with Daily Puck and figuring out like what to do with this blog and everything, mm-hmm. I had also applied for an internship with NBC Sports. And it was with our live events team for the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm-hmm. And I found out. Um, what day was it? It was either August 3rd or August 4th. It was a Thursday. It was first thing in the morning. I remember it. And I got the call from, um, 
basically saying that I got the job, they were, they were offering it to me and, you know, they were really excited for me to come on board. And it was just, I don't know. It made me feel like everything that I was doing was like, right. Like the universe was nudging me, like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And so I interned all of last season with our live events team and from being in the production truck and I shadowed Taryn Hatcher a lot. And now she's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I just was able to learn so much from the production side of things. And I have, I have a background in, in film and production as well. So mm-hmm. it wasn't very new in that aspect, but it was new when it came to live television and broadcasting and sports. Sure. So that was awesome. And when the season was ending back in April, I was like, holy crap, what am I going to (laughs) do? Because this is last April, yes. And I remember going into full-on panic mode because the internship was going to end. I was graduating a month and a half after. I just didn't really know what to expect. And I'm sure all seniors in college can kind of (laughs) understand the feeling of anxiety and like where that like where that's where you're going next what's your next I don't step? want to experience that yet I'm only a sophomore oh you're gonna feel it I promise <laughs> oh, I know I will I just don't want to yeah Not now so, <laughs> so I was put in touch with somebody up in the newsroom at NBC who forwarded my my resume and my you know goals as a member in sports media, like what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, Travis Hughes, who had reached out to me and said, hey, we have a producing position available. Would you like to meet and discuss this and kind of have like an interview for it? And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. So it was a pretty short process in that regard, but we met and it was awesome. And I, I just, I kind of felt like I don't know. Like I was meant to be here. I mean, I I said I wanted to work at back back to 2009, 2010 when the Flyers were in the Cup Finals. I remember saying I want to work at CSN, obviously now NBC Sports. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll do anything it takes to get there. And it's crazy to be here now. So I graduated in May. I had the job offered to me. I started. Three days after we, I graduated, I went on vacation with my friends to celebrate. And then about two, three days after, I was starting part-time producing. And I produced up until November. And now I am officially a full-time digital content creator. And I switched from the digital team to the social team. And it's crazy and everyone's amazing and supportive and Saying this all like in a row of things is so crazy because I didn't realize like how much has changed in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I was gonna say like, it, <laughs> like you said, you graduated. You're, so I'm envisioning you walking up, shaking your the president's hand, getting your diploma, and then three days later, oh, I'm going to work. Job. <laughs> I was like, holy crap! It was oh my gosh, it yeah, it was. I don't know. I, sometimes I get like lost for words when it comes to breaking that all down. And I know that it's not something that happens with a lot of people 
I know sometimes it takes a lot more time to really get settled in the work field, especially mm-hmm. the one that we're in. So absolutely. I absolutely never take that for granted. I am so grateful for the opportunities, the people I've met, the experiences that I have. And I always told myself that if I can wake up every day going into my job feeling inspired, then I'm in the right I'm in the right profession. Sure. And every single day that I have been in this office, it's never failed to make me sit back at one point and be like, this is my job. This is what I'm actually able to do every single day. And it's, I don't know, it's surreal. So I'm so grateful for it. I really am. Can you describe that first day, um, you know, walking in as a full timer? Because that's obviously what everybody aspires to. So that day you sign like that contract or whatever, that you're full time is like, damn, like I have my full time job, like doing what I love. So you walk into the newsroom, I assume, what's like going through your mind? I think the craziest thing is that at that point, it kind of just felt like another day. But it's not not like not like downplaying the fact that I'm full time. It's sure. more so playing up to the fact that I have that experience every time I walk in. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, yes, like I finally started. I feel like that. Every time I walk through our front doors, every time I walk up our step to the our steps to the newsroom and I walk in and I see our whole layout, I see our analytics board, I see my friends and my coworkers and colleagues and I'm just like this is my job, like this is crazy. And I've had that feeling every single day since I stepped out um, on the ice at Voorhees Media Day the first day of my internship. It has never failed. It happens at least once a day that I'm working. It's so crazy. <laughs> really? No, yeah. That's really the best thing that anybody could ever ask for. So what would be, like, do you ever think back to, you know, that conversation you had with your nine-year-old self that yeah. you're like, I want to work with CSN, CSN at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, you ever think back to that conversation that you had with yourself now that you're doing it? Um, yeah, I remember back with the internship, I had it a lot because, you know, since I got to work alongside Taryn so closely, I got to be rinkside. Sometimes I was, sometimes I was up in the booth with Jim Jackson and Keith Jones mm-hmm. and on the bench for warm ups and kind of just all over the place. And that happened way more frequently during the internship. Like, holy crap, if I told myself 10 years ago, that I'd be doing this, I'd laugh in your face and say I was a liar. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's still it's still a very similar feeling now in regard to, you know, who I get to work alongside all of the time now and what I get to produce and write. It's just yeah, it's it's a surreal feeling and I always have I set pretty crazy goals. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, it's not, it's not a surprise now. I'm like, I want this. I'm going after it. I'm going to do everything I can to make it happen. You have to. And, you know, you do have to go through some kind of difficult, like, times to get to where you want to be, but you can't go through the bad to appreciate the good as much. Mm-hmm. And everything happens for a reason. And I'm just incredibly 
I don't know. I'm incredibly grateful. If my like 10 year old self knew this, like at one point I thought I was going to be an actor living in Los Angeles my whole life and work in film. And that is clearly (laughs) not the case now. But for a really long time, I also thought that that was going to be a path in my life. And it wasn't. And it wasn't meant for me. And I still, I love acting. I love performing. I I went to high school for theater. So, hmm? little tidbit. (laughs) Um, Like a theater high school or? Yeah. So I went to uh, GCIT, Gloucester County Institute of Technology. So I went for performing arts drama. Okay. And graduated back in 2015. Mm -hmm. And. It was a really defining time in my life. High and yes, high okay. school. And I was very shy and introverted before I really started, especially around theater and new people, since it wasn't, you know, your average high school, clearly. Mm-hmm. But I found like a confidence in myself and being able to believe in myself and everything that I created or produced and while that was with acting and performing back then it's kind of translated to my writing and everything that I create now so you know I'm able to take everything that I learned from then and apply it to now and like I said any experience is great experience and I miss acting and performing every single day it's always going to be a huge part of my life but it helped mold and sculpt me into the person that I am now so I'm you know so super grateful for it what has when you were going through all these whirlwind of things what has been the biggest anxiety or you know did you ever ever have any like self-doubt about all of this were you in the right thing and how did you really get over that I think the biggest thing is basically still ongoing in regard to um, biggest fear, what brings the most anxiety to my job is the fact that, you know, I am a woman in sports. And that's your big, that's the biggest anxiety being a woman in sports. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's obviously something that makes you push and work even harder for what you do to make a name for yourself. And if anything, it's better motivation for me to keep, growing my craft and learning and writing more and just trying to, you know, take in all that I can so I can put it right back out into the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's a man dominated sports world and it's always going to be a narrative that's put out there. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I hope it changes in the future. Me too. Maybe not in our generation or lifetime, but maybe in the next one. I'm just grateful that I get to be a part of having this voice in sports, but it's still, it's nerve wracking because there were a lot of times, especially when I first started out that internet trolls are so dumb. Let me leave it at that. Yeah. But they really, they find the exact things that strike a nerve Mm -hmm. and it's just, I don't know. Because it, that goes that goes back to the the stress of being shy and less outgoing me from years ago, because things like that would put me in a hole. Like I'd be terrified to put myself out there and be outgoing. Yeah. And luckily, I've learned to kind of swerve it 
in a way, you know, Makes sense. and you're not going and I learned this at a young age, you're never going to please absolutely everyone. Not yeah. everybody in the world is going to like you, regardless of if you're the most perfect person in the world, not everybody out there is going to like you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've also had to come to terms with. So that's, I don't know, that whole aspect stresses me out though, because I always want to be, you always want to make, put your best foot forward and try to please. Yeah. I I mean, I always want to be the best that I can be and hopefully inspire others, but there are definitely times where it's, it's tough and it's stressful. And, um, again, like that's something that I think about all the time. Every time I write something new, I, I'm nervous to put it out because, you know, it's something that I created. It's something that I wrote. And I, I don't know. It's, it's it makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting feeling. And actually there was one comment. I wrote something a few weeks ago and it's one that stuck with me. And like I said, internet trolls are dumb. I don't mind saying that because if they want to attack people online, you know what? I can call you dumb because you should never go after people for doing what they love. Absolutely. But on that note, somebody commented on something that I had written and they were like, they were like the same old intern who knows nothing about sports, nothing about Philadelphia and nothing about journalism. And I was like, hello, like, sir, (laughs) first of all, if what? I was interning at NBC Sports, which I did, you obviously that's, an, that's an amazing opportunity. So why you're insulting an intern that clearly has ambition and drive is beyond me. Yeah. I don't find being an intern at one of the top Philadelphia networks insulting. But knowing nothing about sports, oh, yeah, like it's journalism, such a bad thing. Really, I was like, job. right. But that whole that whole comment, it really kind of struck a nerve and normally I'm able to like let it go but yeah sometimes trolls really get in your head so I completely understand yeah and unfortunately it's something that um I don't want to say happens more as a woman in sports Mm -hmm. but it's definitely like people are less afraid to call out say a woman reporter than a a male reporter um so I'm hoping to be a part of the generation that kind of switches that narrative. And if you're writing and if you're covering a team or a sport anywhere, whatever you do, if you're an athlete, if you're um, a reporter, if you're a broadcaster, male or female, you should be able to do your job and not have to deal with sexism. Mm-hmm. So... I hope that I, I hope that I see that in my lifetime. I hope that I'm a part of that movement. Um, but for now, we just deal with trolls. So. <laughs> well, I feel like starting the Daily Puck like you did, making it a all-female blog, really put a huge dent in that in that you know conversation. Do you think so as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wanted. Basically, we never had an official mission statement or anything like that, but our goal and basically our drive to keep wanting to be better is the fact that we didn't want to just be another blog. 
mm-hmm. put out there. We wanted to give women a platform because we weren't hiring or um, collaborating with professional writers. You know, all of the girls on our team, they were in college, they're in school, they're learning. Sure. So not only was it an element of, hey, here's a platform where you can write about sports, this is also an opportunity for them to learn. So there were times where I was able to, you know, I had to go in and edit some pieces for them and then give some critique and constructive criticism and how you can improve and be better. And that's the biggest thing. And that was my, yeah, that was my biggest goal. Like for them to be able to walk away with tangible, um, elements that they contributed to the daily puck and be able to put them on their resume and say they have writing experience in sports because Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of blogs and I'm lucky that there are so many now that are all incorporating uh women in sports it's so Mm -hmm. it's so exciting but to know that they can walk away with a portfolio of what they were able to create and take that with them for their resumes for job interviews for anything really just experience is the biggest thing that I was so happy that they were able to take with them. So. And and I know, I think it it was last week or I'm in college. My weeks are so screwed up or or it was two weeks ago, but it was national women in sports day. So what, just talk about what that day really means to you as a woman reporter in the male-dominated field? Um, It just really, oh, excuse me. It helped, days like this help me reflect even more than what I normally do. Um, Especially in regard to just how far that I've come in a short amount of time. So I was able to look back and be like, wow, like all of this has happened in a two and a half year time frame. And to be where I am now, I'm just, I'm so fortunate for it. But there are so many people that I have met and have seen play and have networked with that I have just, you know, nothing would be possible without them. And they're all strong, powerful, uplifting individuals as women. And they make their own marks in sports and it's just, I don't know, it's so it's so inspiring. And my favorite thing was throughout that whole day, you know, we were all tagging each other in posts like Happy with, um, Girl and Women in Sports Day. But there were also a handful of male followers that were taking a moment to tag some of us and being thankful for the content that we create and the teams that we cover Mm -hmm. and that means so much and the growth like as a as a freaking like I don't know I'm I'm just I'm so grateful to know that like we're growing and to know that men take the time to thank the women in sports for sure that that was something that I had never really seen before this year and I'm sure it has been around, but I feel like this year more than past years, it's something that has actually been acknowledged. And I didn't see anything 
in regard to like, oh, when, when's boys and men's in national sports day? Like I didn't see any of that. Mm-hmm. So not that there shouldn't be, it's, it's every day. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was a really great feeling. Now I know you mentioned um, that just being a woman in sports was like the biggest, was one of like the biggest anxieties about just being in this industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what you, what in your mind can be done for those relations to improve? Because you said you want to be a part of that generation that improves it, or sure. maybe if it doesn't happen in this generation, maybe maybe the next generation to set it up. What can be done in the immediate future from men or women to really improve those relations and make people feel more comfortable being a woman in sports? Sure. Um, well, first of all, for all of the the girls and women who want to do this is be fearless. If you know that you're good at it, you don't have to try and prove it to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Own up to the fact that you are, you are strong, you're fearless and you want to go after something that like your heart like desires, like you crave being around sports and, and it kind of, it doesn't even go just for sports, for any field. If you love something as much as you do, go after it. Don't let anybody tell you that you cannot because you can. I promise you I'm living proof that you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it can happen in a short amount of time. Right. So, and just something for the immediate future is just give women a chance. Give women in sports a platform. And... We live in a great age with social media where it's much easier now than it was, you know, a few decades back. But if you want to start a blog, start a blog. It's there. You can create free websites. You have free social media. You have all these, like, so much accessible at your fingertips to just start creating. Mm -hmm. And people will catch on to it they'll take to it like I said I didn't expect the daily puck to blow up in a sense the way that it did in its first few months and that all just happened because we came up with a concept we created our social media we created our website and we just put ourselves out there Mm -hmm. and it's just believing in yourself and your work and what you can create and I think that if others are able to believe in you as well then we're on the right path sure so let me ask you this now who is who are your biggest supporters you know growing up whether it's professionally personally in your family mm-hmm. and what were some of the big, best advice that they gave you um i mean obviously i'm i'm very family oriented mm-hmm. so it's not only just my immediate family with my parents and my brother sure it's my ex- uh, extended family, my, my grandparents, my uncles, my aunts, they, I'm so grateful to be in such a loving and supportive family. And we're a hundred percent Italian. So we're a big family. Hmm. <laughs> I'm Italian um, as well. So it's just, so you understand like family is basically everything. Absolutely. And I just remember from even when I had these crazy, like out of pocket, ideas from when I was a kid I was like I want to do this I want to do that it was never are you sure like are you sure that's something you want to do don't you want to do something a little more realistic 
it was always, okay, you'll get it. We know you can. And it was that kind of support just meant everything. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't find a better word. It, it was everything for me to know that wherever I looked, wherever I turned, whatever ideas or career path that I was looking at, it was, you'll get it. You'll get there. We know you can. And yeah. that's, I don't take that for granted at all. Because if I didn't have that kind of support that I did, I probably wouldn't be here in the career wise. <laughs> yeah. um, that support also helped you come out of like your show because you said you were very shy, you know, as an actor, you know, and now as a content creator, like, again, that confidence still plays. So do you think having that support from your family, you know, really helped you come out of your shell a little bit? Definitely. I mean, it's whenever you're comfortable around people, you're more comfortable with just being able to be yourself and find yourself. And that's, that's basically what it felt like. Like I'm happy that I was in such a loving environment growing up. So yeah, it made me feel um, comfortable and confident to be who I am, to go after what I wanted. And, you know, now I'm here and as less sappy as I can be, I just, I genuinely am I'm so grateful for my my family for cuz they they mean everything so of course um so prof- in a professional aspect just talk about how close knit the Philadelphia media community is when you were like did you like immediately feel like embraced because I know like when I was talking with Heather Barry when mm-hmm. I was talking with Jordan they were like, oh, we're all like so close and everything. We're always doing a bunch of different things in the newsroom or the media room and in the arena. So just talk about like how you were, did you like, did you feel like immediately embraced in this close-knit community that is Philadelphia media? Oh my God, absolutely. (laughs) I like, and this is even going back to when I was an intern. Like I always had this preconceived notion that being an intern you were going to get coffee. No one was going to talk to you kind of thing. And yes, I know that that's... I haven't that's, thought that myself. <laughs> and I mean, I guess that that's kind of what film has portrayed the stereotype, the stereotypical intern to be. Sure. But that was in my head. I was so afraid that that's what was going to happen. And from the minute I came in, everyone was like, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself five years from now? How can we help? What do you want to learn? How can we show you? Welcome. Like, it was just like, <laughs> it was just this, such an overwhelming feeling of feeling like I belonged. And just everywhere you turn, like, it's not even just based off of direct, like, media. Like, our content room is fantastic everyone gets along with everybody it's probably the best work environment I've ever been in really and oh yeah I just everyone you work with it's so it's so open and it's it's fantastic and then even when you're in the press box and you see the beat writers the the podcasters the the broadcasters the photographers it's it's never like anybody's like there's never any bad blood. Yeah. Like I feel like everybody just truly gets along so well and it's 
you know, it's an atmosphere that's, it's electric and you just, you crave wanting to be there because you're around people who want to work hard and better themselves, but also better you. And it's just, I don't know. It's the craziest thing in the world. (laughs) So I asked um, Jordan a few days ago, I was like, do you remember any, like your first interaction with Brooke? Like what was like, well, like tell me something interesting so I can like bring it up. And he said, he's like, well, she's only been here for like a year. So I haven't like, I don't remember that that much. So I'm going to ask you, what was like, you know, your most memorable, you know, moments, you know, starting out, you know, meeting, you know, Jordan or Heather, some of the other Philadelphia media people, like what are some of your most memorable moments with that close knit community? Sure. So the first time I ever, I mean, Jordan and I had, like, we followed each other on Twitter. We interacted with each other on Twitter because um, when I was interning, I was in the production truck. I was never in our newsroom. Mm -hmm. So one time toward the end of the season was the first time that I ever really got to talk to Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, In person, at least. Put a face to the Twitter account. (laughs) And... I just remember like we we informally introduced ourselves while we were waiting for the elevator to go down to the event floor. And <laughs> I just remember because I was still stressed out thinking like the season was going to end. I didn't know what I was doing next. And <laughs> like the like the fifth sentence I said to him was like, I don't know what I'm going to do when this is over. I'm just going to cry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... <laughs> And I'm sure, I mean, Jordan Hall is the nicest professional person that I've ever met in my life. And, like, I'm sure you'll hear that about anybody if you ask them about Jordan Hall. He's incredible. I'll rave about him. He's just the hardest working person I've ever met. Yeah. And that was the first interaction in person that I genuinely remember with him. <laughs> and then I remember once I started producing, um, he had come up to me and was like, isn't it crazy that you were saying like, you didn't know what you were going to do and now you're here. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) Thank God. So yeah, that was probably the first interaction I had with Jordan that I remember. And I mean, we see each other all the time now and we work together and collaborate together. And it's just to be with somebody who's so well-respected and has built up such a, such a following and respect as a Flyers, you know, beat reporter. It's just, it's incredible. Now, when you were going to look for, when you were going to look for jobs and you're sending out things and you're reaching out to people, do you ever think that like somebody's going to, somebody who was in your position is going to like, you know, maybe shoot you a DM and say, hey, can I have some feedback on this story? You know, what do you envision? How do you think you'll feel if somebody does that for you? Um, I don't know. I think it's, like, even the fact that, like, you had reached out to me and wanted to speak to me about where I am and how I got here, like, just to even know that, like, people care about, my work and what I do and want to know my opinions on things like that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's insane. 
to think that I don't know, like people, people care. (laughs) Like I, I just, I don't know. I was not that I was an outcast or anything, but I was a drama kid in high school. So it's not like people paid us any time of day. (laughs) So to know know that, that yeah. (laughs) So to know that like what I'm putting out, means something to people and my opinion and my take on things means something it's it's crazy like I just had to reschedule with someone but um she had reached out to me and she was like she's like I'm graduating soon I would love to um just kind of pick your brain a little bit and get some advice for um how to take the next steps in life about finding a job about finding a career and I was like me (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) um you think like you think I'm I'm qualified to do this yeah well (laughs) I keep also forgetting that I'm like an adult now like I'm 22 but like the other day um and this is nothing sports related but I was at an event with my brother and his friend was parking at the school but scraped the car next to her when she was parking and my brother went over to comfort her and I was like oh I'll go get an adult and I was like oh I'm the adult (laughs) (laughs) I was like that's me (laughs) so I feel like that would be me too (laughs) so I'm still in like that like transitional like phase of like yes I have a full-time job now I have health benefits woohoo but like I I'm the adult (laughs) so like holy crap when did that happen Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I'm at now like am I really like qualified to be able to give these people advice but (laughs) I guess they're taking it from the perspective of I recently was able to do this and accomplish it so you know that's it's very humbling (laughs) yeah I'm sure and I, it really just goes to show because, like, you know, you said you're, t- you're only 22. Like, I'm 20. Mm-hmm. Like, it can – a lot can happen in two years. And I think I need to – that's something I need to work on as well. Mm-hmm. If, like, I have, like, a bad week or something, it's like, well, somebody two years older than me is having a full-time job and having <laughs> the time of their life. I can definitely do this. Oh, my God, yeah. You just got to – you have to – believe in yourself and what you create. And I remember I was talking to Jordan about you after you had reached out to me. And I was like, this is an incredible idea that you have to interview people in sports media and not only get experience writing, but to network. I was like, this is an, like, I wish I had this idea when I was in school. So like, please keep doing this because I just, it's going to benefit you in so many ways. And I'm sure it already has, but I just, I just remember talking to Jordan about it and I was like, he's on to something. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. I cannot appreciate your time enough. I really can't. Oh my God. I was so excited. Like, thank you for like wanting to reach out and do this. I was like, I was like, someone wants to interview me. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Hope you loved hearing Brooke's story. I know I certainly had a lot of fun telling it. So we're just going to keep going up from here. 
sharing the stories of sports journalists, broadcasters, and other media professionals, and I will see you all next time.